Welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where not only do we break down one film a fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do a wide variety of other things, including polls, pod v pods, rankings, <laughs> questions of the week, competitions, and so much more. As always, I'm here with my lovely host, co-host Hendo. How are you going? I I see you've read the uh, the brief here, the, the notes it's I've handy, given you. It's handy that you've pre-sent me a dot-by-dot dot point of what we're doing today. For the first time in however many years we've been doing this. Why have I not had this every time, Endo? <laughs> I thought you might have remembered by now. Nope. Uh, but I'm doing well, mate. Thank you for asking. I can't remember if you asked or not. Did you ask? I don't think so. I just said, no, I did. I would have said, Hendo, how are you going, mate? All right. Yes, I am doing well. Uh, relaxing time this last week, doing virtually nothing. What about yourself? Uh, that is riveting. Uh, no, also very little. But happy days ahead, no doubt, Hendo. What are we doing today? Well, today is Pod v Pod 38, and it is a special edition Pod v Pod because, well, I don't know how many people would have heard this already, but... This is our live stream for the Cure edition, where we were part of obviously the live stream for the Cure a couple of weeks ago, with Nick, Justin, and Lloyd Source and the Epic Film Guys, and their awesome charity event they did, where they raised over fifteen thousand dollars to the Cancer Research Institute. A fantastic showing there by the lads. Yes, great effort as always from you guys. So we were honoured to be a part of it, and yeah, we yeah. If you if you have heard it, unlucky. If you haven't, you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it still if you've heard it before. Really? You think we're going to get people listening to this multiple times, Sendo? Well, I've added in a little sound bites, a little bonus, you know, sound effects. And that it's it's a new experience for everyone. Wow, that's a tough sell, Endo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but after that, we of course we've got our question of the week, which is, what is your favourite one-on-one jewel? Which will be our top five as usual. I must say, I spent longer than usual coming up with this list this week. Yeah, I needed a bit of help trying to figure out. Hopefully, I don't miss any key ones. I don't want to do a list and then someone mentions something else. I'm like, oh, shit, that'd definitely be in there. Yeah, I think there's one that someone mentioned that would make my list, but I need to rewatch it. So, I left it off. Fair enough. And then after that, we're going to look at the results of the Pod v Pod 37 that we had a couple of weeks ago. I completely forgot to do it last week between us and Mitch from Geek Elite Media on our draft of mistaken identity films. Ah, yes. It seemed you had mistaken to identify the winner last week. Boom. Made that work, Hendo. That was very good. And then after that, we'll take a look at our round four matches of our Tournament of Champions. And then after all that said and done, it's time to talk about what else we've been watching for the last fortnight. So plenty to get into. Let's do it. Now, before we get into our Pod v Pod, I've done a couple more polls on Twitter as to what films do people think would be classified in the top 250 list. So our next one we've got here is Kill Bill Volume 1. And 52% say yes, it should be. Ooh, I thought it would be more. I gotta say, Once Upon a Time in America is next. Ah, you mean you mean Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hendo? Yeah, some people may have got confused. By I the fact reckon that it- <laughs> most of the people who voted yes here have not seen Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> Does that make it worse for the film then? When fifty-four percent say no, they're like, "Oh, Hollywood's in America. They clearly made a mistake." <laughs> <laughs> The Good, The Bad and The Ugly was up next, and 72% say yes for that film. I voted no on that one. How dare you? What is wrong with you? I'm sure I'm sure you picked yes for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah? Of course. <laughs> what about Cool Hand Luke? Yeah, that's an easy no. 66% say no. Aha! Happy to uh, contribute. <laughs> <laughs> and our last one for this week is Silence of the Lambs, and 87%... Say yes. Our highest one so far, beating Save It Private Ryan. Yeah, Silence of Lambs. Killing it. I'm not surprised, to be honest. Yeah, me neither. All right, mate. 
Let's go do it. Let's go do Pod V Pod 38, live stream for the Cure Edition. Let's get ready to rumble! We've got the boys from the Movie Journey podcast coming up on deck. We're going to do a little Pod V Pod action. So if my fellow epic film guys are out there floating around, uh, they are welcome to join in for this as well. Uh, they are going to punish me. Dean and uh, Dean and Hendo are going to punish me. Absolutely destroy me. What What is this? No. Get, get, get. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. Yeah, I was talking to you guys. Uh, you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gentlemen. Hendo. And I mean, get off the camera. You know, I want to look at Dean. You know, I just want to look at that beautiful. Yeah, face right that's all I want, baby. Uh, what's up, my brothers from the Movie Journey podcast? How, How the hell are you guys? Doing fantastic today. We're great. Yeah. We're great. Very, uh, very well, excited. Lovely to be here. weather uh, here for an amazing cause. You guys are doing great so far. Uh, Loving it. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm speechless. I don't even have words, guys. I don't even have words. We, we've made as much money now, right now, as we did last year during live stream for the cure. It's fantastic. Wow. That's it's amazing. Unreal. That is very impressive. How are you guys doing, though? Um, we're doing amazing, um, and we're going to eat live on the air right now. You guys are going to bear witness to this. Um, so, Dan, Gerald, get in here. I kicked Gerald out because he, he he called me the BVS of, of people, which means I'm really awesome. It means I'm great. <laughs> I, yes. I, I think he meant that as an insult, but he doesn't realize that, you know, it's a great movie. So, you know, it is what it is. How could anyone not realize that, though? I, you know what? Gerald's weird. BBS is trash. I'm just saying it. How well, dare you? Listen, how, how dare you? I've been waiting. You know what? I love hearing that. How dare you laugh? Can I have it one more time? How dare you? God, I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> So I'm going to pass out some, this is, again, there's a dried Carolina Reaper in this bag. This mm -hmm. is their Inferno Triple X from Carnivore Candy. And I'm going to pass this out. Please, you beautiful, beautiful gentlemen. Oh, I love you guys so, so much. Tell us what the movie journey is all about. I get out of the way. Let me take this one. Host with the most. All right. Basically, our podcast is we break down every film from the IMDb top 250 list. We go through every film once a fortnight. You pick one, then I pick one. We get other people to pick some. Go through the whole film, uh, scene by scene. Hang shit on each other, classic Aussie banter, all that good shit. We also do everything else you can think of. We have Pod V Pods where we've had the all these three these three gentlemen. Loisos, you got to get on for Pod V Pod, but these other three, they've all been on for Pod V Pod. And I'm pretty sure Gerald and Dan have both lost. Nick with his bullshit, Charles Bronson, he doesn't count. He right? cheated. He cheated. Excuse you. Right. Hang on a minute. <laughs> no, you just you just wait a minute. Hang Hang on one second here. Hang on. Don't make me play the Death Wish 3 clip, because I'll fucking do it. Hey. What's the problem? What? With the car. the car. What's the problem? Just get out of my fucking face. Who are you? We're stealing the fucking car. What's it to you? It's my, my car. car. <laughs> now you're going to die. Now you're going to die. Do you, do you, do you like, grate a little bit with anger every time you hear that sound drop on the show now, Hendo? <laughs> I wake up at, at least two out of every three nights in cold sweats thinking about that. Oh, so I'm gonna. These guys are gonna punish me for uh, inflicting pain upon them by subjecting them to Bronson and Cannon questions uh, during my Pod V Pod. We're gonna double that pain by eating Inferno Triple X Jerky from Carnivore Candy. Uh, my boys, my brothers in house. Uh, I, I want to get another. I'm gonna turn my cool. camera around. I have to really do this, right? There we go. There we go. There we go. What's happening? Oh, you're just sort of oh. turning all the cameras on Gerald. <laughs> Watch him suffer. Multiple shots of my demise. We're getting like real production value in here. We got multiple angles on Gerald and everything like that. Very small all right, guys. Piece, though. Down the hatch. Really? 
Oh, boy. Trying to keep it away from my tongue. Looks like they're taking it quite well. Chew. Chew. (laughs) Swirl it around. Get it all around there. Go, let's go. Now you're going to die. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to say one thing. I only lost Poppy Pub because my dumbass. (laughs) There we go. Cloud Atlas, number one. This is the number one Talking Ranks movie. (gasps) Now you're going to die. You gotta, you gotta have a bit of, you gotta rein in your co-hosts on some of these things. You gotta, you gotta know when they should stop talking. Wow, that is delicious. That's way better than the creeping reaper is. Oh yeah, way better. Mm. That is delicious, but ooh, that heat is coming. And it's coming. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I don't there, know. Bro. I don't know if that's if that's the heat from the jerky or if that's just me looking at Dean. Wash I don't. My hands <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good call, Loy Sauce. Stop you're that. in charge. Does anyone have milk? They've gone for milk. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Nick said he had heavy cream. I did too, but here I am dying. (laughs) Hendo, Dean, what's up, dudes? What's going on, mate? Good to see you. You too, man. Yeah, you kicking along? You doing all right? Yes, sir. All this jerky is throwing me for a loop because it's (laughs) spicy. (laughs) But I can't believe it. Look at, I mean, how much money we're already up to, guys. It's crazy. It's insane. 83.40 83.40 currently. Jeez. Very impressive. Oh, by the way, oh, it was uh, Dean's idea to put on our spiffy little shirts. <laughs> this whole thing from <laughs> I was just trying to make out what, what they are. Sure? It's our logo. logo. Oh, of course. See, I'm sorry. My, <laughs> my screen is uh, all glitchy. I need a new laptop because my screen's all messed up. It like flickers. So it's really hard for I can make out like <laughs> people, but not logos. So. Oh, wait, hold on. Forgive me. I just realized something. Yo. Reading Jay Ledbetter's comment. We tied. I did not lose. We tied. Well, he went and did research. <laughs> oh, well, if anybody knows this, Jay. Well, if you if you think a tie is as good as a win, then... Uh, I think they, a tie is a tie. Are not that I'm, high. I'm just saying we didn't lose. Okay. I, I, I think it's a loss. Yeah. You didn't win. <laughs> I mean, you guys... Then you guys <laughs> lost, too. What the fuck hey, I, didn't, I didn't say that we didn't. I said that you guys lost to us. We're okay with that. <laughs> Fucking guys. Nick, that's spicy, <laughs> bro. Guys, it's getting hotter somehow. Yeah, well, how is I it thought, still increasingly... The, worst, the last one was worse. Mm. Hard, <laughs> yeah, this one's fine. Nick, what are you waiting? <laughs> I made homemade whipped cream. How oh. do you do that? <laughs> He's been practicing. <laughs> His culinary skills have gone to the next level. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> <clears throat> Without further ado, you buy ado. a tin of whipped cream and you put it in. <laughs> you know what? That one's so fine. Blow me up. Oh. Give me the bag. What? All right. Holy fuck! We gotta get going. What? Give me the bag. What? It's right here. Mm. Oh my god. That vodka. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. It's just getting hotter. Still, I don't know how it's still getting hotter, but gentlemen, uh, without further ado, um, punish me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like that jerky is a tough act to follow. Hmm. Mm. So what we'll do is I've got uh, at least five rounds of Pod Pod here. We'll see how we go with time, but I'll probably get I'll say I'll get Nick and Loy Sauce against Dean, okay? Because he doesn't he doesn't need any extra help. I think he's good to go. I haven't he's not cheating, but I think I think he's got the skills to go against two people. You don't need to say I'm not cheating. <laughs> they know I already am cheating. One hundred percent. You've got the so kind of podcasting here? that's kind of cheating too. It's on even ground then. So first round here, I have got. A bunch of questions here, and it's basically name the first three movies that, and you guys need to answer the three movies based off that question, okay? You get a point for each one. 
But once you get one wrong, it's a steal opportunity. So, Nick, if you get one right and then get the next one wrong, Dean gets the opportunity to steal mm. the points. Bring it, Dean. Steals okay. it. Okay. Nick, I'll start off with you here. Name the first three movies that were made by Disney. Can I answer if I know? No, it's me. <sighs> first three movies made by Disney. Um, uh, 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 Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. There's one. Sleeping Beauty. No. Oh. Dean, you got the chance to steal here for two. Uh, Pinocchio. There's one. Uh, Cinderella. No, it was Fantasia. Oh. Ah, I was never getting that. I knew that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, your one here. Okay. Uh, name the first three movies that grossed over 500 million domestically, which is the US. Hmm. Okay. The first three. Let's see how we go. Titanic. Yep. Avatar. Yep. I mean, have there only been three? Uh, Endgame. No. Uh, who wants to take this one? Blue Sauce. What, what's, what's the third? What's the third answer? Uh, I would imagine that it would be an Avengers film, Infinity War. No, it was The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was thinking Marvel had a monopoly, but I guess not. All right, Blue Sauce. Name the first three movies that starred Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> I don't know this one, so I can't be like, ah, no, mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. Well, I, Casablanca is the obvious answer, but god damn. <laughs> Are you going to take Casablanca? Sure. No. <laughs> Have you got any, any hope here? Uh, Humphrey Bogart. It's a tough one. The Maltese Falcon. <laughs> is that Bogart? <laughs> That's Bogart. You're half right. No, it was to have and have not the big sleep and dark passage. Oh, I was trying to so think. Close. I was trying to think of the passage. name of the big sleep. I saw it last year. It's a good movie. I knew. I knew all those. I was there. Damn it! All right, Dean. Considering oh, we just did a Hitchcock film. Let's see how you go here. Uh, what is the first three movies that Hitchcock did uh, when he made his move to Hollywood? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know when he moved to Hollywood. Let's go. Da, 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 da. The birds. No. Nick, have a crack. Have a steal. North by Northwest? No. Bit, bit too late. Uh, Rebecca, foreign correspondent, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I haven't seen any of them. That's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, over to you. What was the first three movies that won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature? Oh, best Animated Feature. Mm, the Lion King? Oh, no. That is a stinker of an answer. <laughs> All right, Dan, what do you got? Uh, having said that, I don't know I'll have anything better. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> uh, let's go. Classic Dean. I'm just trying to think what movie actually pushed it to get, um, get its own separate thing. Uh, let's say Toy Story 3. No, Nick was too early. You were way too far. It was uh, Shrek, Shrek, Spirited Away, and Finding Nemo. Uh, uh, hmm. All right. What are we at? Nick and Lloyd Sauce on one point, Dean on three. <laughs> A dominant performance, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dean, what was the first three movies directed by the Coen brothers? Blood Simple. Yep. Raising Arizona. Yep. Miller's Crossing. Son of a That's bitch. a clean sweep. Son of a Amazing. Thank you. All right, Lloyd Sauce. What were the first three movies made by Marty Scorsese in the 1980s? 
That's tough. Why that you gotta do tough. me like this? Because <laughs> I made them answer questions about Bronson movies and Caden movies. That's yeah, why. You're, you're paying the price, Lucas. Oh, okay. Oh man. <laughs> I'm no good at games like these because it requires me to go back through my brain of every movie I've ever watched in my entire life. <sighs> I got nothing. It's 11 p.m. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's 11pm, it's not a Scorsese movie. Dean, what do you got? Raging Bull? Yep. Uh, the Last Emperor? It's not even a Scorsese film. What what oh, Kundun, Kundun, Kundun! I liked it. <laughs> oh, jeez, you see the shit i got to put up with every what, what, week? Alright, alright, what were the what are the ones we missed? The King of Comedy and After Hours. Oh, god damn. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't getting that. Alright, Dean. Name the first three films John Williams won an Oscar for. Now, this is John Williams, the composer or the actor? The composer. Okay, thank you. Uh, the first three. Mate, I wouldn't have a clue. Did he do Jaws? Jaws. That's one. Okay. Yep. E.T.? No. <sighs> oh, Nick, what do you got? Oh, for Steel. God. Um, Superman? No. God. I don't know what he won Oscars for. <laughs> Uh, he definitely won for Star Wars and Fiddler on the Roof. Nobody's ever seen that movie. All right, Nick. What were the first three films adapted from a Stephen King novel? Wait. You got this. <sighs> Have you heard of Stephen King? God damn it. He's so thirsty today. <laughs> I kind of like thirsty, Fire Nick. <laughs> you know why I'm thirsty? Because I've been looking at you for the past 15 times. There it is. <laughs> But, okay, so, Christine? No! Oh, <laughs> How do you not start off with Carrie? That's one. I don't, I don't, I've never seen it. In fairness, God. I would have said Christine is my number two. Uh, Stephen King, all right. What else we got from him? Uh, Come on. Pet Cemetery. No. That's <laughs> 90s. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I strategically did not give voice horse the horror one. Ugh! Damn you. It was the, the Shining and Cujo. Yes. Oh. All right. See, I knew last that one. <laughs> last one for this round. Dean, the first three movies George Clooney starred in after ER debuted. When did ER debut? That's, that's not my problem. <laughs> uh, after ER debuted. What's Young Clooney? From Dust Till Dawn? Is that Young Clooney? That is Young Clooney, and that is one. Okay. What else is Young Clooney? Uh, is Jojo he Clooney. in Out of Sight? He is, but that's not one of them. Uh, well, source two points for the steal here. What do you got? Come on, Batman and Robin. That's one. What? <laughs> Damn TV actors. <laughs> and oh, it's it's on the tip of my tongue. Are hints allowed? <laughs> here, let me help you. Let me help you out, Loisos. Ready? He said that he sucked the blood from the penis and put the balls in his mouth. No. You got it now? You there? I put you in the frame of mind? It, it, is We Three Kings one of them? No. Okay. It was uh, One Fine Day. Okay, never, never seen it. Of it. Yeah. Guys, the chat, is, uh, the chat is just, they cannot believe that I have never seen, uh, that I've never seen Carrie. <laughs> Why is anybody shocked that you haven't seen him? <laughs> All right, that's the first round done. The points carry over. So Dean is on 10. <laughs> and the epic film guys are on two. Nice. Oof. <laughs> oh. All right. Man. I love the the layer of resentment hidden under the. <laughs> you know. You know why? Listen. Listen, Hendo. I got a question for you. I got a question. All right. All right. 
Do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. I thought you were going to ask if I ate that sausage. Well, you're going to need him. What? Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> you, what, are you going to eat that sausage? There you go. That's better. <laughs> all right, next round here. I have a bunch of famous addresses from movies. You need to guess what movie or what series these these home addresses or these places are from. I have a dumb memory. Okay. I might remember this. We got a dono coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, Gerald, two pieces on the podcast. All these dudes and boy sauces here basically take my money. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Low sauce, the first address here is 1407 Grey Malkin Lane, New York City. Oh, and they're stealing in this too. Ah. Grey Malkin? Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat it one more time? 1407 Grey Malkin Lane, New York City. Bell Book and Candle. I have no idea. <laughs> No, right, Dean, are you gonna bother? You fucking pile of shit. <laughs> uh, let's go. Gangs of New York. No, it's the X Men series. Ah, uh, okay. X Men. X Men. Yeah, that's right. Well known address there. Yeah. What about this one, Dean? Fifty five Central Park West, New York City. Is TV allowed as well? No, this is movies. Uh, is it an upcoming movie uh, no, version no, just, of just, Friends? Just, just come on. <laughs> uh. What, what was it again? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Nick Nick is frothing for a steal here, I can see. Uh, all right. Over to you, Nick. What do you got? Is it Ghostbusters? That's right. <laughs> yeah, great job, Nick. Spook Central. All right, Nick. Number four, Privet Drive. Sorry. Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, not sorry. Am I right? <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Dean. Why don't you give me the easy one? <laughs> 221 Baker Street, London. Uh, Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, there you go. There Stop we go. complaining. Nicely done. Nice. Loy Sauce, 1313 Cemetery Lane. Hmm. This seems like something I should know. <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? But nothing's coming to me. Um. Hang on. All right, I'll help you again. I'll help you again. I just want you to get me drunk right now. I have no clue. Dean? That cemetery. No. Adam's family. God. God <laughs> uh, Dean. Yes. 1640 Riverside Drive, Hill Valley. Hill Valley. Back to the future. That was way too easy. You got your goddamn easy one, Dean. Yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up now. <laughs> uh, Nick, 185 West 74th Street, New York City. How much New York is? Oh, oh. It's oh, uh, no. Citizen Kane. That's right. Yeah, baby. Hold on. That's Susan Alexander's apartment. Boom. Dean, 420 Paper Street, Wilmington. Paper Street. Paper Street. Uh, Soap Company. Fight Club. Yeah, you're, you're welcome for another oh. fucking easy one, you fucker. It's just giving them to me now. Uh, okay. Loy Sauce, 17 Cherry Tree Lane, London. Mary Poppins. Very good. Half of these are so busy. Yeah, and half of them are impossible to get. Uh, let's see. Dean, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Finding Nemo. Yep. That is such a big part of that movie. <laughs> yep. It's repeated over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Nick, uh, 1088. Hang on. 10880 Malibu Point, Malibu. Malibu? The fuck? This one's a lot harder. 10880 Malibu. What? I know this one, I think. You fucking. Here comes the money. This isn't the answer, but Julio from the Contrarians, $10. Impressed as fuck that you guys are getting so many addresses right. Yeah, I'm glad I just read that out right now, and I gotta try to figure <laughs> this bad address out. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, 1088 Ma- Malibu. Malibu. Think, Nick. Think, Nick. I don't know. I'm going to give a Justin the kind of answer because I know he loves Don Johnson. So, Miami Vice? No, Dean. Baywatch? No, it's actually Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> See the disappointment on the face. Yeah, I uh, would know the address in an MCU movie, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, Dean. Galactic Sector ZZ9 Plural Z Alpha. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Excellent. He's too good. Boom. He's lucky he's so goddamn beautiful or I'd hate him. I played Arthur Dent in a stage production of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in high school. Nice. Mm. All right, next, next, next game here. I'm going to tell you the plot of several James Bond villains, and you're going to tell me what movie it's from. Jesus fuck. This, okay. God help me. I'm just going to be throwing okay. darts at a dartboard here, baby. Nick, use a nuclear submarine to destroy a Russian oil pipeline, leaving me in a, mon- in a monopoly. Uh, I got to even try to think of James Bond movie titles. I, I've seen like one Bond movie ever for Fox. I know that's the Superman one. one. Oh, God. <laughs> is it, uh, is it uh, Goldfinger? No. Dean? Is it Quantum of Solace? No. It's The World Is Not Enough. Never Dean? heard of it. Fuck. <laughs> Dean. Yes. Build a laser weapon in space again to enable North Korea to invade South Korea. Moonraker. <laughs> no, Loisos. Repeat that one more time. Build a laser weapon in space again to enable North Korea to invade South Korea. Oh, again. So it must be, oh, that made a it must be Moonraker 2 then. <laughs> <laughs> Moonraker 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. I feel like while he's thinking, since he said the title of a canon movie, you know. It's only, it's only proper. How are you going to die? <laughs> no clue. Uh, view to a kill. I don't know. It's not that, but. It's, <laughs> it's not. It is Die Another Day. That's right. Oh, yeah. Because yes. of the Korean. When they made the Korean turn into a white man. That's right. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. <laughs> uh, let's see. I feel like you made this game up because you wanted to answer all of these questions. <laughs> you were the only person who would benefit from getting this game. <laughs> oh, man, I clearly knew this one. Loy Source, use diamonds to build a laser with which I can destroy Washington, D.C. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> Yep, got it. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Dean. it. Uses a golden eye device. <laughs> <laughs> Initiate a war between the UK and China to gain exclusive broadcasting rights in China. And this was released as a movie, was it? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's go. Uh, China. Uh, Thunderball. No, Nick, you got a crack at this one? What was the clue again? Initiate a war between the UK and China to gain exclusive broadcasting rights in China. I'm pretty sure I know this one. Goldfinger? No. It's like the only James Bond movie title I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's my choice. If I'm going to choose that one I've got here for you later on. Tomorrow Never Dies was the answer. I, I, I knew it too. Yay. No, I didn't. I don't. Guys, I literally, I've seen like one James Bond movie fucking ever. (laughs) Is it is it Goldfinger? <laughs> no, Skyfall. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so I know Nick, two. Fine. Monopolize the water supply of Bolivia. Who comes up with this shit? <laughs> uh, is it Goldeneye? 
<laughs> if it's Goldfinger, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. <laughs> uh, uh, water supply. Yeah, I got no idea. Is it Goldfinger? No, it's uh, it's Quantum Assault. It would have been Goldfinger. I legitimately would have thrown my fucking headphones. I, like, no, I was hoping. You. I was hoping. Dean, flood Silicon Valley to gain a monopoly over the microchip industry. I feel like you like using the word monopoly far too much. Um, is it Thunderball? No, Lloyd Source. This sounds like a Pierce Brosnan villain plot. I want to see Kid get strangled. I don't know what that it, has to is do it, with Is it. it The World Is Not Enough? We already did that one. Oh, I thought... Oh, never mind. I thought it was Tomorrow Never Dies. Damn it. Oh, we did that one, too. It oh. was a view to a kill. Yeah. Well, this is a riveting <laughs> round, by the way. The okay, anyone got one? Oh, God, a diamond. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got a donation right. from Alan of Interrupted Tales, $10, and he said, bring on the Reap trivia. <laughs> Hashtag release the Prezula cut. <laughs> I can get behind that. All right, Dean. Avenge the killing of Dr. No. From Russia with love. Yeah, you got that one. Yes. Nick. Nicely done. Last one. Irradiate US gold reserves. Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brad from the Cinema Guys donated $10. He said, Nick, watch some Bond movies. <laughs> All right. That's the end of that one. So we've got Dean is sitting on 16 and Nick and Lloyd Sauce are sitting on eight. Wait a minute. But so this, is, this is the big round. This is the one we can catch up pretty quickly. So what we've got here, I have got three different lists of top 10 or 10, whatever we got here. But before... You guys are going to take, you guys are going to like bet on how many you reckon you can get off the list. If you keep one upping each other, if you feel like you can't get what they've said, they'll take the, they'll take the round mm. and they, they earn the points. But if they, do, if they don't do it, you get the points. I'll explain as we go along here, but we'll start off. We'll go, we'll go Nick against Dean. So I've got here the last 10 Christian Bale films. Okay. Now, Nick, how many of those do you reckon you could name without getting one wrong? Without getting one wrong. Um... No. As soon as you get one wrong, you're done. I'd say a good six to seven, probably. Well, which which one? Six or seven? Seven. We'll say seven. Okay. Now, do you think you can get eight, or do you want him to take seven? Uh, okay. This feels like um, another game. Uh, I will say I do not believe that uh, Nick can get seven. Okay. Oof. So, Nick, you need to say... So se- suck it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, you need to get seven of the last ten Christian Bale films. If you get them, you get seven points for your team. If you don't, Dean gets the seven points. Oh, this is this is too easy. <laughs> I, think you, I think you started too high. <laughs> oh, I probably did. You're probably right. Uh, let's see. So... And I don't have to name them in order, right? Just No, in, no, no. No order. As long as no. I... Okay. Okay. So, the last ten Christian Bale films. So... Ford v Ferrari. There's one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Bit early for the God damn it, isn't it? <laughs> I just. I, I. Oh, what is the name of it, though? What is the name of it? The fucking movie where he's uh, changing. Oh, what the fuck's the name of the movie? <laughs> oh. And I can't. No, I can't chime in. God damn it. Nah. Oh, fuck. Mm, 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 mm. We'll come back to that. Um. Fuck. Um, American Hustle? There's two. Okay. All right. Calm, you calm down, Dean. I see that look in your eyes. <laughs> uh, let's see. I can taste it. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The Fighter. No. Ah! 
Look at that. An easy seven points. Though. I don't need to do anything. I'll just no. get the seven points. Oh, thanks, Nick. What the fuck is the name of that movie he's in with Cheney? What's it? Is Ice. It Ice. 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 See, so you also all I kept thinking on... was, was like, I was like, is it Veep? And then I was like, no, that's not, it's not Veep. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> you missed out on Mowgli, Hostiles, The Promise, The, bi the Big Short, Knight of Cups, Exodus, Gods of Kings, uh, Gods and Kings, oh. American Hustle you got, and Out of the Furnace. Wow. Is that a bad run? I've never oh. even heard of The Promise before in my entire life, so I wouldn't have been able to get that. Man. Nick, you went you went too high too fast. Mm. You Lesson fucked learned. us, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Icarus. I soared too close to the sun. Alright, Dean and Loisos. I've got the last ten Anne Hathaway films. <sighs> Dean, how many do you reckon you could name? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so whatever I say. Loisos say ten. Just say ten. More. Got He's got to say one more, yeah? doesn't have to say one more. He can up the ante higher if he wants. Oh. Uh, okay. Let's let's go last ten and Hathaway. Just pick ten. I've, I believe in you, Dean. Pick ten. You've got this. I will say three. Loisos, do you reckon you can do four or more? No. All right. So you're going to get three of the last ten and Hathaway films. <laughs> I, I was not expecting this. <laughs> okay. Ocean's Eight. That's one. I'm out. Um, no. <laughs> That's the only one You're I could bluffing. think of. That's the only one I could think of when I said three. I was like, surely it won't come to me. Um, okay. Ocean's 8. Anne Hathaway. What is she in? Uh, let me think. What year is it? Okay. <laughs> Good question. Uh, uh, okay. Let's go uh, Les Mis. You're out. Ah! <laughs> oh, what year was Les Mis? 2012, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you, from the most recent to the last not recent, uh, you got the last thing he wanted. Apparently that abysmal Netflix one from earlier this year. Uh, Never even. Dark Waters. Didn't you just watch that? Oh, yeah. She was one of the main characters. Of which one? Dark, Dark Waters. Waters. Oh, yes, of course. The Hustle. Yeah. Serenity. Serenity. Oh, God, course. Serenity. 10 out of 10 Serenity. Uh, Colossal. You said Ocean's 8. Uh, she was in Alice Through the Looking Glass, The Intern, Interstellar, and uh, this other weird movie, Don Peyote. Never heard of it. If there's anyone, ha have you all seen uh, Serenity, by the way? I have. No. Highly, highly recommend. A big ball of fun, I must say. <laughs> anyone in the chat as well. I, don't look up anything about Serenity, just watch it. All right, I have one more list here. Loy Sauce and Nick, who, who wants to take this one against oh. Dean? Please just let me have it, baby. Uh, Super Music Brother Dave, $21.50. Thank you so much, Dave. Oh, man, we had some amazing margaritas yesterday, and guys, we're officially over $8,400. Man. Sensational. Man. Unbelievable. We talked about the okay. masterpiece that is 1995's Judge Dredd, and then that Ooh. other one that came out. I don't, I don't understand you sometimes, Nick. I just don't. <laughs> Okay, so what I have here is the very first IMDb Top 250 list, way back in April of 1996, okay? Wow, okay. Now, I want you to tell me the top 10, the very first top 10 that was on that IMDb Top 250 list. Nick, how many do you reckon you could name? This is from 1996, meaning no films from 1997 onwards. So the Dark Knight's on there for sure. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, okay. I I'm gonna just I'm just gonna stab it right in the middle of the board. I'm gonna say five. I could probably stab at five and hopefully maybe. Dean, so do I think that Nick can get five? 
I love you, Nick, but I have little faith. Uh, go for it. You're Give probably you're probably right to have little faith. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Five films from the original IMDb top ten. The original IMDb top ten. Okay, let's see what we've got. The Empire Strikes Back. Nah. <laughs> well done. Yep, he's out. He's done. <laughs> Redemption. Vindication. <laughs> you went the wrong Star Wars. Number one was A New Hope. Number one? Mm. Jesus Followed Christ. Followed by The Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, Wallace and Gromit in the wrong trousers at number what? four. Who would ever trousers? <laughs> then it was How The Usual Suspects, <laughs> Toy Story, Schindler's List. Casablanca, Blade Runner, and Citizen Kane. Wow, I would have I would have knocked out Godfather 1 and 2. Done. I would have been out immediately. Well, well, well. What do we got here? Jesus. <laughs> that score. Listen. What's the score? Well, here we go. Hey, what is in there? What's the problem? What? With the car. What's the problem? Just get out of my fucking face. Who are you? We're still in the fucking car. What's it to you? It's my car. Now you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Dean is on 27 to the Epic Film Guys 11. This could be the most dominant victory in my in my life. <laughs> Dean, Dean be honest. Aside. Even if I would have said one, you still would have made me try to pick one movie on the top ten, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. and you would have failed. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered at all. You would have been like Star Wars, and you could see Hendo start to nod, and then you'd be like, Emperor Strikes Back. Boom! <laughs> you are lovely gentlemen, and I love the effort that went into creating the questions in the game. This has been the most stressful experience of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot when we do our popping points. <laughs> they always come like, oh, it's the nerve, it's the nerves. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one's relatively straightforward compared to the last one. <laughs> we'll see about we're that. Gonna, we're going to go, I'm just going to go one year from like 2019 down to 2000, and I'm going to choose either the best picture winner, the best actor winner, or the best actress winner. And you just got to tell me who it was. Already. That's all, it is. That's all you got to do. I'll pick one at random, and you tell me what it is. It's very hard. All right. We'll start off with Nick. Oh, God. Who Who won? Best actress last year. No, that was the year before, Nick. Um, fuck. Uh, what's her face? Uh, the girl that did the thing in the movie. Um, uh, God. Can I steal? You God can reason. steal when he gets it wrong. So I, so I need to start thinking. Because I don't know this either. <laughs> don't feel bad, Nick. <laughs> I keep thinking of the person that won it the year before in my head. And that was the first person that popped in there. And I'm like, no. No, Nick. The most recent year. The most most recent Oscars. Let me see. Picturing, I got it. Picturing that Oscar Come on. stage. Give it to me, Nick. In my head. Picturing that Oscar stage in my head. Oh, God. God, God, God. God. Um, mm, mm, mm. The sounds aren't making me very pleased, Nick. Please stop that now. <laughs> really uncomfortable. Fuck. You're looking at Dean too much. Okay? And they're making me too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen Dean's right hand the entire the entire recording, so uh, don't worry, they're both busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, damn it all. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be such a derp, and Chat's probably fucking flipping out, yelling right now. I can't. I can only imagine, but I cannot. 
I just keep thinking of Olivia Coleman, but I know she was the year before. So I'm just going to say Olivia Coleman, but I know it's wrong just to let Dean steal it to move on with the game. I just yeah, cannot one, remember. One year behind. Yeah. Uh, I, I was nearly, not joking, going to shout out Judy Garland, but it is, in fact, uh, Renee Zellweger. Oh. That you know why? Correct. You know why? Because nobody fucking saw Judy. That's why. Hey, I saw it, and it was tough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, tough to watch. <laughs> Dean, uh, what won best picture in 2018? Get ready for that uh, steal, Loisos. Get ready for it. Not last. Oh, what? Uh, da, da, da. Was it Green Book? That's right. Aha! Damn it. Loisos, who won best actor in 2017? See, the further they get away, the much harder it is to remember. Okay, what year was that? What was all those movies that well, came the out? Movies that year? came out that year. <laughs> this is very hard. We've got you've got Saucy. I believe in you. Do you want me to play some more Hopster Sun clips? Will that pump you up? That'll just distract me. Mm, damn it! All right. What if what if your daddy threatens you? Daddy's gonna spank you with the belt now. You, yeah. You feel more motivated now? Hmm. <laughs> now I'm just distracted because I'm thinking about being spanked. <laughs> and now I am too. <laughs> I, I I I don't pay attention to the Oscars even when they're happening, so <laughs> I have no idea. Pass it over to Dean then. It was me. I did. I won. Uh, was it? I think it might be a year out, but was it Gary Oldman? He's got it. Yeah. Congrats. Nicely done. All right, Dean. Back to. I didn't see Darkest Hour either, so. <laughs> no, you're not missing much. Uh, yeah, best I picture think. for 2016. Uh, uh... Come on, man. Mm, was it? Was it, mm, was it Spotlight? No. Dean. Nick, over to you. What won Best Picture in 2016? 2000. Mm, Nick, come on. Mm, don't don't you come on me. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I could. Or do. Whichever. You're welcome for that one, chat. Somebody's clipping that right now. I can feel it. Uh, Hmm. Mm-hmm. 2016, 2016, 2016. So it would have been. Um. Hmm. 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 2016, 2016. Was that? Was that the year Moonlight won? That's right. Yes. Good job. So Nick. I was thinking. I was like, no, it was. It. It, it wasn't. Um. It wasn't the same year as 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 Oldman. I didn't think. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 I did one. Yay. I know you guys are getting it right, but I'm just clarifying. The years I'm saying are the years that the film came out, not the years the Academy Awards were done. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Obviously. I, no, not obviously. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's the case. I would have been right. <laughs> Let's see. Nick, who won Best Actress in 2015? Um... <laughs> <laughs> mm. I have absolutely no idea. 2015. See, now I'm I'm not even trying to think about the award show anymore. I'm just thinking about the movies that came out that year and trying to peg it that way, as if that'll help me somehow. <laughs> That's the answer to all my problems. Um, fuck. 2015. Nick, you've recorded so many podcast episodes about 2015. Uh... What was my number one of 2015? My number one of 20... Okay, no. Nobody won any Oscars from that movie, Nick. Or that one. Or... This is what I'm saying. It, the way my brain works, I have to, like, go back through every movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna dart at the dartboard it and say, uh... Say, uh... Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good educated guess. To go guess. You know? It's wrong. <laughs> See? If you're gonna stab uh, in the I, dark at it, you know? 
Yeah. Increase okay, your I, chances, I, Nick. <laughs> I'm also going to stab in the dark. I have no idea, and I think I'm way off with the year, but Jennifer Lawrence? No. It was Brie Larson for Room. Oh, wow. Mm. Good movie. Dave, who won good. Best Actor in 2014? I know this. <laughs> I see a steal coming. Uh, 2014. Was a good it was year. Brie Larson sure. in Room. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Mm. <sighs> God, uh, no idea. Pass. Well, so what do you got? Was it Eddie Redmayne for Theory of Everything? That's right. Booyah. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Booyah. Look at you, saucy. I know things sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> what, about, what about this one? What won Best Picture in 2013? Oh, fuck. Oh, wait. No. That was the year before. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, Gravity was a film that was nominated. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got the year right. Mm-hmm. Nope, can't. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Clean, what do you got? Is it 12 Years of Slaves? 12 Years of Slaves. I could have sworn that was 2012, because that's what I thought of. And then I was like, wait, god damn it. Okay. Thank you so much, Julio, for the Contrarians, for a $10 donation uh, for the sauce redeeming himself. Well, <laughs> until I crash and burn to the very yeah. next. Very apropos uh, point from Yeah, he's taking his money back now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, who won Best Actor in 2012? Look at this cocky motherfucker over in the chat. Sam from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. Someone message me when these questions get hard. <laughs> get your ass in here, <laughs> Sam, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> uh, 2012 Best Actor. Daniel Day-Lewis. Why can't you be this good in our Podbee pods? Very well done. Why couldn't you know this much about canon movies? You guys could have won against I me. I still don't know what a canon movie is. Man. You're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean? There's yes. canons in that. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Nick, who won Best Actress in 2011? Fuck me. Uh, 2011. Mm. Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey! Iron Lady, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I knew, see, I knew she won. Listen, I knew she won one of the years in the 2010s. I just couldn't remember exactly which one it was, and I had no other stab in the dark to make, okay? Dean, best picture of 2010. Argo? No, that was 2012. Can I answer? Yeah, sure. Was it the King's Speech? It was. Yes. Because it robbed the social network, the rightful winner of that fucking award. Correct. I like the King's Speech, but the Social Network the is King's infinitely superior. The King's Speech is a superior. good movie. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not the best movie of the decade, like Quentin Tarantino said today. Oh, he did too, didn't he? He, he did. did. Mm. Hot takes from old QT, isn't it? <laughs> it's not a hot take. I was being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. Film Twitter was already all over it uh, in, in the oh, wintertime. Yeah. There, QT. Come on, get with the get on the bandwagon here, buddy. All right, Lois Yes. Best actor in 2009. Uh. Look at all the thinking faces. Got I love nothing. you, Emily. Bye. Bye, Emily. I got nothing. Dean? I'm, I'm struggling. Um, Pathetic. Pathetic. Is there any, is there any actors on. behind me that have won awards? This is what he does. When I ask questions, and he immediately goes to the posters for advice. Was it uh, Bruce Willis? What? <laughs> Bruce Willis hasn't acted in decades. But he was in Die Hard once, remember? It was uh, Jeff Bridges for Crazy Heart. Oh, 
He is on a poster behind me. He's <laughs> in the Iron Man poster. <laughs> All right, Nick. What won best picture in 2008? <sighs> so. Nick, come through. 2008. 2008. 2008. Uh, let's see. What was it? Because I know. Man, fuck you, Hendo. Uh. <laughs> That's that's my answer. That. That's my answer. I want somebody to make that movie. I have no, I have no fucking idea. Because I know, listen, I know what movie did come out that year that everybody was super mad didn't get nominated because it's right between your heads. Yeah, and that was the year after that was when they expanded the field to ten possible nominees. But way to dodge the answer. You're welcome. I already told you my answer is fuck you, Hendo. <laughs> I have no idea. What, what beat the Dark Knight. Dean, how much do you want to see that movie? On a scale of 1 to 10, fuck you, Hendo. Would you tune out to a theater opening night? I mean, only if you were going to be there. Be Otherwise, there. I wouldn't bother. It I sounds pretty there. terrible. I would be there hard. If Hendo's in it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to see a lot of Hendo, so it's like... <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, so I'm, I'm officially passing. I am... Nothing. What year was it? 2008. Pretty sure I saw a few movies that year. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Julio from the Contrarians. It's been almost an hour. An hour of Daniel and Dean bullying Nick and Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I told you, this is my uh, penance. <laughs> I don't know. I. That's the worst response you've ever given. We did it a full 2008 Oscar series. Oh, then I do know. No, I do know. No, you're done. Slumdog. 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 Nah, it doesn't count. doesn't count. Uh, I was close. This close. You were never close. <laughs> All right, last one here. Loy Sauce, who won Best Actress in 2007? Guys, what's the fake synopsis for Fuck You, Hendo? Do we have any, do we have any guesses? My poor little brain. I feel like... Wasn't Kate Blanchett nominated that year for something? Um, hey, maybe. Fuck it, Kate Blanchett. I don't know. <laughs> nah. Who was we it? Got... Oh, um, Daniel Henderson, right? No, that was. I was guessing. I was just guessing. Was that? Was that? Yeah, it's best actress. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Breaking yeah, barriers, uh, Hendo. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I know the best picture winner. I know the best actor winner for that year. I don't know the best actress. Sam Hurley is spitting chips. I can see. I can see him through the screen right now. Marion Cotillard. Uh, uh, what is it? La Vie en Rose. Whatever. Like yeah. you know what I'm talking about. No, don't know what I'm talking about. Julio says Laysos's beard has grown two inches since the segment started. I think it's true. <laughs> my my beard is probably showing gray after this. Probably. Well. That's a bit of redemption for the old Movie Journey podcast there, considering... For me? No, no, don't, no, you, no, no. don't you get on board on this. You did nothing. <laughs> I gave you the questions. I gave you some I layups. I was the genius behind layups. this. Swish. Uh, <laughs> oh my 15 Lord. to the epic film, guys, and 32 <laughs> the Movie oh. Journey podcast. Oh, man. Look at that. Listen, here. Listen, guys. How are these yeah, bitches can't get really enough of my stuff. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> uh, it's, it's it's good to get a little bit of redemption. So, uh, but don't worry. Next time, next you time you guys nothing. are on, next time you guys are on for Pod v Pod, you get your own questions to ask us again. That's when Nick's going to shaft us one more time with just bullshit expectations. Because I have the I have the most bullshit movie tastes of all time. So there's going to be nothing but <laughs> Judge Dread questions and all sorts of shit in there. 
Don't you even fucking worry, my friend. Uh, please, I'll be throwing in some goonies and some dread. You're a sick bastard. Uh, please, I love you, gentlemen. You guys do a, such an amazing show. I love the breakdowns. I just, I love the Pod V Pods. It was so much fun to battle you guys, even though I totally fucked up the audio and then had to re-record it. <sighs> what a disaster! That, that, that was. shows how far, like beyond you go. Like I didn't expect anything like that for you, for you to do anything like that. And the fact you did, I that, expected I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing, Nick. Like that you, was honestly. You incredible. complete me, Dean. You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell Hendo, but you're my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love the bull story of my life. You guys are just absolutely amazing. Tell our audience, our amazing audience out here, uh, where they can find you if they're not already listening to your amazing show, which you need to be. Please, if you're not listening to the movie journey please tune in you can find us at the movie Juggle journey on twitter you mm. can find us over on Podbean, itunes stitcher all the podcast catches search for the movie journey podcast we've got a facebook listener community going on over there just on search for the movie journey we're everywhere and anywhere we'll we'll get in touch with you we'll chat with you we're always up for a good chat you guys thank you this was a blast are amazing no thank worries you. mate thank you guys so so much and um you guys Stay safe down there. Circle? <laughs> oval. Here's a circle. Oval. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you got you got to get it like like that. No. You got to get the love heart going. You guys remember. It was so much full Thank of love you. it turned to a circle. That's why he doesn't like you, Hendo. <laughs> oh my god. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here on live stream for the year. You guys are wonderful. No worries, guys. Thank you. Hey, listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie-related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there, and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, Podbean. We're very thankful to Podbean for taking on our podcast. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a great hosting site with a great app to go with it. Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode you're listening to and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. We've also opened up a new little merch store over on Public. We've got uh, a couple of t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that good stuff for sale. So if you're at all interested in getting a little bit of Movie Journey sweet, sweet merch, head on over there and see if anything tickles your fancy. Amazing! And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so over on Twitter. Hendo controls our main handle at the Movie Journey and I am at D. 250 journey you can also check out our facebook page at facebook.com slash the movie journey our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date i'm at letterboxd.com slash dino underscore j88 really rolls off the tongue and you can find hendo at letterbox.com slash hendo and we also have a new facebook discussion group yeah a little listener community going on over there yeah head on over join up we'd love for you to be a part of the discussion exactly another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on itunes for us and like we said if you screenshot your review and dm us we'll send you out some new sweet sweet merch or if you're really loving the show and want more why not check out our patreon where we post another weekly show breaking down films not on the imdb top 250 list yeah we've got over 70 episodes over there including such classic film series like the Die Hard series x-men series mission impossible series as well as some notable film directors such as wes anderson edgar wright and even quentin tarantino yeah that's right there's also tons of benefits over there early access to our main show patron only polls that we put out on the regular yeah exactly you can even shape the show the way you want to by telling us what films you would like us to break down so what's coming up this week mate well dean we've got another patron requested review coming up and it is from our awesome patron mr chris beardsell 
and he has gone with the action-packed film Speed. Yes, Speed, the 90s uh, classic with every action trope you can imagine. Looking forward to it. We'd also like to give a shout-out to our new patron, Midnight Rider. Thank you very much, mate, for coming on board. Great name as well, Midnight Rider. Yeah, it makes him seem more dark and mysterious. Makes him sound cool. Cooler than us, at least. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash themoviejourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. All right, mate, it's time for... That's my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked you is, what is your favourite one-on-one film jewel? Now let's take a look over on Twitter at the two responses that we got. Got a small one this week. Malin181 says, If it counts, my favourite is definitely Anakin V. Ventress in Gendry Tarkovsky's 2D animated Star Wars Clone Wars miniseries from 2003. Yeah, sadly, sadly, that just missed my top five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just got edged out at the end. Unlucky. I'm sure it's a great battle, though. And lastly here from Spielberg Wally, Kurgan and Highlander. Yeah, I'm not a Highlander fan, so that was definitely not making my list. I am, however, a big Kurgan fan. (laughs) I was waiting for it. (laughs) All right, thank you, you two, for putting in a response. (laughs) Is that really all we got? That's all all there was. What, on Twitter or anything? Oh, on Twitter. But what what we're going to do now is do our top five and see what our joint list is. Let's start off with you, obviously, of course. As usual, what is your number five? Uh, I've gone from Fight Club on the narrator versus blondie ah we wanted to destroy something beautiful that's the one where'd you go psycho boy very good my number five is a film you you absolutely adore it is of course from the raid 2 and it is rama the the assassin a great fight sequence i actually didn't realize there was any fighting in that film i must have missed that bit when you're asleep (laughs) oh wait the whole movie is a fight Uh, awesome no no not the not the second one you mustn't have seen it love love that plot point (laughs) <laughs> Alright, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is from Warrior, the final fight between two brothers. Great fight, emotionally charged, loved it. Very, very good choice. My number four, of course I'm going to have a Rocky film on here and I had to go with the very first Rocky, with Rocky Balboa against Apollo Creed, the first match. Love it. So, it was all downhill from there. What, for the fights? <laughs> See, there's there's difference in, in all of them. See, this one I picked because it has a lot more of an emotional weight, where I could easily pick the fourth one against Ivan Drago because it's just so epic. I'm surprised you didn't go with the one in Creed, because, you know, it actually looked good. No, I don't, mem- I don't remember that fight. I remember that film more for e- the emotional standpoint of the, uh, the characters throughout the film. You just said there's, there was, you know, Rocky one was the most emotional one. Yeah, the emotional fight. So the fight in Creed wasn't emotional? No, not as much as Rocky. Oh, I thought you liked Creed. Never mind. <laughs> All right, my number three was in the Gladiator. And I nearly put the, the Commodus versus Maximus fight. But I think I mainly just love the conversation they have before the yeah. fight than the actual fight. So I did go the Tigerous fight. You got all the Tigers, you got that guy. It's great. Is that a one-on-one duel? Seems like he just said he fights two different uh, people there. No, he fights one person and, and a tiger. multiple Tigers. <laughs> no, I'll it's just one Tiger, isn't a it? Person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my number three is where I put... Tommy and Brendan from Warrior. Now, I almost had Brendan in the fight prior to this with the with the massive UFC guy. I can't remember who yeah, it was. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah, but I feel, same with Rocky, this one's much more of an emotional fight and has that extra gut punch. So that's where number that's where Warrior is for me, on number three. All right, my number two, what's he doing? He's beginning to believe. Mm. Neo versus Smith, The Matrix. 
See, I, I, I honestly felt this was going to be the one where we didn't have any crossovers, and this is the second crossover. My number two was also Neo, the Agent Smith in the Matrix at the train station. Ooh, nice. I wonder if we've got the same number one. We don't. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you're All generally right. wrong with your number ones. My number one. You think darkness is your ally? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Dark and> terrible. <laughs> It is Bane v Batman. How could it not be? I love which, it. Which, Dark which Knight fight? Rises. Uh, it's the one where Bane wins and breaks his back. It's wow, awesome. you didn't pick the one where your your idol, your icon, Batman wins? Yeah, the one where he loses. It's so good. It's so it's so rough. I loved it. Fair enough. My number one one-on-one duel is from one of the Kill Bills. It is the second volume, and it is The Bride against L Driver in that tight Camper van, that little confined space where they're trying to get at each other with the samurai swords, but they can't. You could, you could say it's tight, Tendo. It is tight, and that quick showdown at the end, where they're just standing there, ready to come running down the hallway to each other. You know, culminating in the uh, that eye scene. I'll just say, fantastic, that whole scene. Overrated. No, it's not. Your, ter- your terrible opinion shines through right there. Nope. But looking at our joint top five here, we've gone with the Tigris fight from Gladiator at number five. A joint third place here for the Bride versus El Driver and Bane versus Batman. Second place here is Tommy and Brendan in Warrior. And number one, of course, is Neo, the Agent Smith in The Matrix. Now, looking at our competition here, let's take a look at some people who didn't get any of our picks. First one here, we have Drew from The Real Feels Podcast. And he has, in no particular order, The Princess Bride with Inigo Montoya and The Six-Fingered Man. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 with Molly Weasley and Bellatrix Lestrange. In Tombstone, Doc Holliday and Johnny Ringo. In 300, we have Leonidas versus the Immortals' secret weapon and Monty Python and the Holy Grail with Arthur against the Black Knight. Tis but a scratch. Our next one here is from John Johnson. And he has, in no particular order, Sean Thornton versus Will Danaher in The Quiet Man. D'Artagnan versus God Rockford. Versus God. That'd be a quick fight. Rushford? Rockford? Do you know about this, Three Musketeers? Rushford. Rushford, sure. Captain Jack Sparrow and Will Turner in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. We have General Moira versus Ip Man in Ip Man. And Optimus Prime v Megatron in Transformers the Movie. And next one here, we have Brad Hargis from The Cinema Guys. And he has, from 5 to 1, Hudson Hawk versus the Cappuccino in Hudson Hawk. Fair enough. Sean Archer v Castor Troy in Face Off. Rocky versus Ivan Drago in Rocky 4. John Wick versus Zero in John Wick 3. And Obi-Wan and Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. And our last one here, who didn't get any of our picks, we have Julio from The Contrarians. And he had Marty versus Buford Tannen in Back to the Future Part 3. Luke v. Vader in Empire Strikes Back. Tristan v. Septimus in Stardust. Inigo Montoya and Rugen in The Princess Bride. And he also goes here, if there wasn't that one-on-one restriction, this spot would go to the Darth Maul three-way at the end of The Phantom Menace. Since I can't do that, I'll stretch it a little and say Mal v. The Operative at the end of Serenity. Not an official duel, but it might as well be. But let's take a look at our winner here. And this this wasn't even close. This was a, a, <laughs> a, a big a big margin here. Our this winner a blowout. by a long shot is Hayden Gerloff. And he's gone from five to one. The Bride v. L in Kill Bill 2. Neo versus Agent Smith in The Matrix. The Bride v. Gogo in Kill Bill 1. Maximus v. Tigris in Gladiator. And his number one is Rama v. The Assassin in The Raid 2. So three on our list with an honorable mention. Brilliant. Fantastic. What a great list. I I just I think that is such a well put together list. Uh, obviously you gave it a lot of thought, so well done, Hayden. Great work. Um, even if you did include Raid 2 on there. Rama versus the Assassin. Aren't they all assassins? No, he's he's named the Assassin in the film. 
Are you sure you're not thinking of the first raid? Is Rama not the main character? Rama is the main character. Rama is the main character. Yeah, and he goes up against the assassin. Does he ever lose a fight and, like, the guy that beats him up goes, Rama done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we've got to make this happen. <laughs> Rama <Yeah>. done. <laughs> we'll throw it in for the raid three. Rama nice. Oh, God. They're not making another sequel, are they? Oh, they should. They made a lot of money and they're really, really good. But thanks a lot, Hayden. Well done. I'm winning. We'll get in contact with you and we'll send you out some sweet, sweet merch. And for next week's question of the week, it's coming from our awesome patron, Mr. Chris Beardsall. And as he has selected our movie breakdown, The Dark Knight, his question of the week is, what is your favourite film of 2008? Pretty simple. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and have a look at that year and uh, see where everything lies for me, I think. We're both masters. Who won? How did it end? All right, Dean, let's have a look at the results of our Pod v Pod 37 movie draft against us and Mitch from Geek Elite Media on our draft of Mistaken Identity movies. And Mitch was team one, and he had The Big Lebowski, Date Night, North by Northwest, El Mariachi, <laughs> and If Looks Could Kill. I had to actually look at that properly. <laughs> that movie, I've never heard I had no of it. idea what that movie was. No, I had to look closely. Like, what is that? And we had Memento, Life of Brian, Big... Shrek 2 and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. All right, let's take a look at some responses here. First one from Pinter Comics Sir John. Team Movie Journey wins solely on the inclusion of Life of Brian. Gidget Von LaRue says Team Movie Journey for Life of Brian. Julio the Contrarian says I'm going to ignore Tucker and Dale and go with Team Movie Journey anyway. Not only does it have the best Monty Python movie and the best Shrek movie, but also the best early Hanks and Nolan movies. Fair enough. Next up from Be The Solution, tough choice, but Team Geek Elite Media for the X-Ray Specs. Where's the X-Ray Specs from? Is it that movie that I don't know what it was called again? It's clearly If Looks Could Kill, Hendo. (laughs) Hence the Specs. Herald of Creation says Team Movie Journey, but a shout out for North by Northwest. LaFronda Stum says Team Movie Journey. Nice. LJ Human says Memento. Remember Sammy Jankus? Clearly a vote for us. Remember Sammy Jankus? Uh, Everything Racing Podcast says, oh blimey, oh blimey, he says. <laughs> this ain't even close. No offence to Team Geek Elite Media, but Team Movie Journey for sure. Ryan Altieri says, winner, and basically has a gif of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. So that's clearly a vote for us. Paul at the Countdown Podcast says, Team Movie Journey. And our last one here from the Rough House Podcast, North by Northwest and El Mariachi are killer picks. Lebowski is overrated. But Memento, Python, and Big Team Movie Journey plays the Zoltar machine right into our hearts. Nice. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for putting in a vote. But let's take a look at the results. And 78% to us. We killed it. We smashed it. Absolutely smashed it, but we still lost. Yeah, so, so the whole thing was mute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thanks for voting. Yeah. <laughs> There's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dean, it's time to find out the next matches in our round four of our Tournament of Champions. First match here, we have 12 Angry Men against Psycho. Next up, we have The Dark Knight versus The Empire Strikes Back. Casablanca against Star Wars A New Hope. And lastly, Pulp Fiction against Inception. All right, those are a couple of good matches there. We're at the halfway point of our Tournament of Champions after this. I'm still I'm still tied in, in the lead with Brother Shane, but we'll, we'll see what happens after this round, won't we? Yes! <laughs> The good. The bad. 
All right, before we get into what else we've been watching, just a quick heads up, we won't be spoiling the films we're about to talk about, so if you haven't seen them, do not fear. All right, Dean, how many films have you seen over the last fortnight? Seen six that I'll be talking about today, Hendo. Lovely. I have seen nine. Lovely indeed, Hendo. Mm. You were on a bit of a Saoirse Ronan run, weren't you? I was, and it was a lovely run that I went on. Well, I did a bit of a Coen's run here, so I've got a couple of those films to speak about. Not at my number nine, though, because my number nine is a Netflix film from 2020 called The Last Days of American Crime. Ah, is it a documentary? No, it is set in the not-too-distant future, and as a final response to terrorism and crime, the US government plans to broadcast a signal making it impossible for anyone to knowingly commit unlawful acts. Hold on, what? (laughs) So they're going to broadcast a signal and there'll be no more crime? Yeah, so like if people think start thinking about doing crimes or they're doing a crime and they know that it's unlawful, they'll like have a seizure and they can't they could they wouldn't be able to do it. It's like they freeze. Oh cool. Sort of like uh Alex in a clockwork orange with the naked lady. Yeah, except this is the like the hours prior to the signal going and these people are trying to do the last big heist crime before it all happens. Ah, one last job. I like it. No, this film is it's it's fucking terrible. It's it is so horrible. This film. What's wrong with it? Tell me more, Hendo. The film goes for two and a half hours. That is for this premise and what they had to go with. It is a joke how long this film goes for. There are so many extra sub side plots that mean absolutely nothing. I was bored out of my mind. There is this forced romantic plot that is terrible. These people have no chemistry and no reason to be romantically involved. And the way they end up at the end is laughable. The The dialogue, the screenplay is laughably atrocious. I kind of hate myself for watching. I didn't know, about, I didn't know much about this film. Join the club. <laughs> I, I was saw, hating you, just to, just to clarify that. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I went on a whim to watch this because I saw, you know how Netflix You went plays, on a whim? Netflix nice. plays a little trailer, you know, how they you, you go over it and it plays it for a little bit, and I saw about 15 seconds of it, and I'm like... Can I uh, just say, I did not watch this because of how bad the poster looked. <laughs> yeah, poster's terrible. The The first 15 seconds of this little teaser looked okay. I'm like, all right, yeah, this looks good. Let's watch it. So we started watching it, and half an hour into it, I'm like, this is actually kind of bad, and it's noticeably bad. Let's go look at some reviews. IMDb, 3.6. Letterbox, 1.5. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> It just came out recently. It's got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know how hard it is Ooh. to get 0% on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> the, and, and all this is just... This was such a pathetic film. It is one star. Ouch. My number eight has the same rating, but for a bit of a different reason. Trolls World Tour. Was it not laughably bad? It's just, well, no, it's, no laughs it, at all. It's one of those really dumb kids' films. Did your kids like it? Yeah, I think they did. Not as much as the first You're one, like, I think. I don't know. They weren't watching it. <laughs> I was barely watching it. No, they, they got to this big, you know, trolls watchathon here where they were like going back and forth and watching the first one, then watching this one. Then it really got to the point where they were just continuously watching the first one again. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. I can't deal with this troll shit. It's it's the same stuff. Rinse and repeat. There's a lot more musical numbers in this film. A lot more, uh, a lot more forgettable music numbers. The story is really. I mean, what am I talking about? Like, this is a kids' film. I'm not trying to get into detail with this film. It's it's fine for the kids, not really for the adults. It kind of missed the mark there. One star. Okay. Moving to my number seven. Big bump up to recommends. Damn. Yeah. And we kick it off with Free Willy. You'd never seen Free Willy? I'd never seen Free Willy. What is wrong with your childhood? I just, I didn't see it. Come on, did give me you a break. Feel, did you feel like 
kind of bad for yourself because you knew how it ended, you know, because you'd looked at the poster. When I think of Free Willy, I think of that scene from The Simpsons. <laughs> Willy didn't make it and he crushed our boy. Ooh, what a mess. <laughs> but now this is fine. This is a, you know, good, wholesome, fun family entertainment. Is anyone in it? A little young Michael Madsen. Ah. Yeah. Uh, about a year after Reservoir Dogs. Kind of a kind of a different tone setting. Go from Mr. Blonde to the dad in Free Willy. <laughs> is he a tough dad, though? He's the foster dad, and he's strict but uh, sensible. But fair. Yeah, he's, fair. He's strict but fair. Yes, he is. <laughs> but overall, yeah, I, this is fun. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. Do you recommend it's, Free Willy, really? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good enough. Okay. All right, over to you. Number six, what do you got? All right, let's kick off the Shersha-a-thon with Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm, okay. You have seen this, haven't you? I have seen this, and I don't think I recommended it. No, I also don't recommend this. Uh, I, like, the story, I think, was interesting. I was on board with this, you know, old school, you know, just past Henry VIII sort of style story. Yeah. And I know it's, you know, based on true story and all that sort of thing. Loosely based, you could say. But I must say, I struggled to follow what was going on a bit. I think you really need to have some base knowledge prior to watching this of the story before seeing it because there was stuff going on. I was just like, who's this guy and why is this guy here and there? And I don't know what was going on. I must like Shersha Ronan and Margot Robbie. They're really good in it, though. Like, they're mm. both really good. And I'm not the biggest Margot Robbie fan except for Wolf of Wall Street, but she was, like, really strong performance in this. Costumes, set pieces, very good. All yeah. looked realistic. Uh, two and a half stars for me. Yeah, I actually think I did go two and a half as well from memory. All right, what's your number six, Hendo? My number six is the high note. Like, upper C or? See, I don't know which notes are the highest. <laughs> Is it like the lower the letter on the alphabet, the higher the note? Yeah. So, A is the lowest uh, letter on, like, say, a piano, for example, and Z is the really high one. Like, you go, Z, 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 Z. Okay. So, what's the 13th letter of the alphabet? <laughs> As he counts on his fingers. M. Okay. So, on a scale of, you know, A being the lowest and Z being the highest, this is this is an M for me. Mm. You could say things that make you go, mmm. This is more like things that make you go, okay, not bad. It's all right. Bear in mind, this is not only a recommend, but even a greater film than Free Willy. Yes. I, which a we've high bar. just heard you rave about. A, ma- a massive high bar that Free Willy crossed as well. Nice. That was good. <laughs> now, The High Note is a 2020 film starring Dakota Johnson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Ice Cube's in it, Bill Pullman's in it for a bit. And it's about a superstar singer and her overworked personal assistant, and they're presented with a choice that could alter the course of their respective careers. Is this a new movie? Yeah. Hence what are you the doing watching new movies at the moment? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing not watching new release movies? I see all these new movies come out, I'm like, I don't want to watch any of this shit. Like, why? There's some good movies out there. <laughs> Until someone says to me, this is amazing, go and watch it. I'm just like, eh, can't be bothered. Can't be bothered taking the risk of a 3.6, you know? <laughs> No, this this film it's fine as well. There's some good performances. The story story's okay. There are some points where it sort of meanders and goes off on tangents that doesn't really need to. But I like the conclusion of the film and I like the development of the main characters. So three stars for me. Nice. All right, we have a review here for the High Note from Brad at the Cinema Guys. High Note is a feel good story that, although not great, was very enjoyable. And another one here from MN Miller Film Reviews. The high note is tight escapist entertainment that plays like an average at best musician's greatest hits album. All right, you want number five? 
My number five is The Lovely Bones. The Lovely Bones. Haven't seen this one. Okay, so The Lovely Bones is basically... What do you know about The Lovely Bones? Do you know what the plot is? Yep, and I, I know what happens. Okay, so it's about... I, I mean, how much can I say with that that borders on spoiling and not? You could read the IMDb plot. Okay, I mean, it, it spoils what happens in the first 20 minutes. So if you want to go in blind, maybe skip forward uh, two, three minutes. Uh, so, Lovely Bones is about a young girl played by a young. Are you Shersha saying your plot Ronan. summary is going to take two or three minutes? No, no, no. Maybe my my whole just, you know little talk on it. Oh, we're spoiler free uh, here, Dean. Oh, well, do you want me to say she gets murdered or not? <gasps> oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, the plot of this film is she's dead and she's watching over the family, and you're terrible. Sort of, sort of looking at the killer as well. So, so it's basically spoiler free unless you feel otherwise. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I warned everyone, and it's not exactly a new film, so... If at all you feel like we're going to spoil it, just uh, not skip two minutes. Just turn the fucking episode off. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, bear in mind, you do harbour more responsibility for this spoiling than me, because you're going to edit this, and if you choose to leave this in... No, don't you are give the me that one, shit. You are the one nah. saying, here you go, listeners... Be spoiled on the lovely bones. Have at it. So send all hate to... And as uh, the editor, well, just... I will edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the problem. I didn't like the concept, uh, which when you're watching a movie, it's it's an issue, I must say. <laughs> the Makes whole, sense. The whole purgatory afterlife element to it, I, I wasn't a fan of. It was very, look how artsy I can be. It's like, yep, thumbs up. You did a great job. Peter Jackson film, uh, yeah? Yeah, Peter Jackson. I mean, yeah, I didn't like that. But the villain is Stanley Tucci in mm. easily, easily the best thing I've seen him in. When was uh, the last time you I, saw Stanley Tucci? Was it uh, Patient Zero? Uh, it was probably Shazam. Are you thinking of Mark Strong, you idiot? Oh, my God. I thought that was the same person. What? <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> they look the same. No, they don't. Why are you so baldest? Which is, yeah, that's exactly right. Which is the one in The Hunger Games? Stanley Tucci. What else has Mark Strong been in there? Kingsman? <laughs> uh, anything else? Oh, I'm sh- I know he's been in other things. I just can't put my finger on it right now. Gee, not much. I'm just looking at his IMDb. Not much at all. Miss Sloan? Uh, yeah. I remember Stanley Tucci from Beethoven. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. Okay. Okay. So I don't think I'm confusing the two. I just I may have just misspoke with the Shazam. You yep. baldest okay. bastard. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, so forget that. Stanley edit that out, editor. But Stanley Tucci <laughs> is is amazing in this. Like he's scarily good. Like I cannot understate how good he is in this. Uh it also stars Mark Wahlberg and Rachel Weiss for some strange reason. Uh Rachel Weiss is Vice. Vice, whatever, Weez. Uh She's she's kind of useless. She has this weird plot point that really doesn't go anywhere. Uh, it's a very uncomfortable film, though. There's a scene, at least in the beginning, that's extraordinarily tense. That it's tough to watch. It is creative. Didn't hit me on the emotional levels it ultimately should have, though. And I wasn't a huge fan of the end. So it's a weak three stars for me. Fair enough. All right, we've got two reviews here for The Lovely Bones. First up from Chris from the Rough House podcast. Mark Wahlberg kind of has the exact same face throughout this flick. Drunk Grandma Sarandon is a hell of a vibe. Fuck, I forgot she was in it. <laughs> uh, creepy Tucci, 
gives me the willies. Shersha Ronan, especially in this one scene or that one scene, really knocks it out of the park. Peter Jackson flexing those green screen muscles here too with a ton of Windows 95 screensaver backgrounds. He's not wrong, Hendo. Ah, <laughs> uh, Next up from Julio at the Contrarians, I remember people trashing the lovely bones pretty badly, but I thought it was an unusual portrayal of grief. People grieve in so many different ways. You can't predict how someone's death will affect you and how you'll react. That said, the Rachel Weiss subplot was rushed and the way Wahlberg gets his ass beaten was dumb. No one can beat up Mark Wahlberg. How does no one realise this yet? My number five is a Hayao Miyazaki film, Studio Ghibli, Ponyo. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's what, definitely one of the weakest Studio Ghibli films. There was a lot of, water. Not, you know, boredom. Did you say boredom? Water. Oh, I think it's boredom. Definitely a lot of water, that's for sure. Water takes over this film. The, the story is a bit all over the joint with this one. Pretty hard to follow, in my opinion. But Like waves in the ocean, Hendo. Tears in the rain. That's right. Blade Runner. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, but it's Studio Ghibli. It looks really good. It's entertaining enough. The kids loved it. It's uh, it's engaging. It just it got a little convoluted at points. So three stars, which moves us over to your number four. My number four. So I watched two documentaries last night. Uh, and the first one I watched was The Show Must Go On. Queen plus Adam Lambert story. So forget all those 2020 new releases. We're going docos. You're the doco man this time. Sure, if that makes you happy. So I watched this thing. Makes me impressed. And honestly, I just wanted to watch something that was short and I could have on with the kids walking in and out of the land room. And it was it was fine. Uh, I did not know. What, what really benefited me was I knew nothing about Adam Lambert. I could have told. Really? I didn't know he was on American Idol. I watched or, his American Idol season. I didn't know he was on that. I didn't know he did that. What do you want from me? What do you want like, from me? <laughs> I didn't know any of that. So watching all that was like, it was really good. It was great seeing his sort of journey from, you know, doing like he was in Wicked for a bit. And then, yeah, obviously you see the American Idol run. That was all really interesting. And then his eventual joining with Queen was really interesting. Uh, I'm a Queen fan. I enjoyed it. Just Listen, answer me this, big... Dean. Is it is Adam Lambert? Does he put in a better performance than Rami Malek? Yes. Nice. I must say, Rami Malek is in this an annoying amount. Oh, really? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. No good. Anyway, it's an easy watch. It's fine. Doesn't. There's no, you know, revelations or anything. It's just here is this simple story about music. Three stars. Okie doke. All right, my number four is the Coen Brothers directorial debut, Blood Simple. Now, how much do you know about Blood Simple, Dean? You've said everything I know about it. Okay, a rich but jealous man hires a private investigator to kill his cheating wife and her lover. However, nothing is simple when blood is involved. Terrible. Terrible name for a film, I've got to say. Blood Simple doesn't roll off the tongue. Does every movie need to roll off the tongue? I mean, at least call it Simply Blood. Mm. That sounds like a vampire film. I'd get confused. False advertising. Are there not vampires in this? No. Really? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland doesn't pop up? No, No. he doesn't. Uh, But this is good. This is a a good first film for the Coens. Well, it's mainly Joel Cohen. He's, you know, directing the film and Ethan Cohen's a producer. But it's always the Coen Brothers films. Uh, Acting's okay in it. Francis McDormand does all right. The story's pretty good. Uh, It's 
complex, but not so much where I got confused as what going was what was going on. The character motivations are pretty good. The the, the directing style and some trademark Coens really start to show in this uh, as early as their first film here. It's very dark. It's you know violent at points, and the the last act is incredibly tense and works really well. Three stars for Blood Simple. Very good. All right, you're on number three. My number three is the second documentary I watched yesterday called Disclosure, Trans Lives on Screen. All right, what'd you think of it? Yeah, really, really, uh, what's a good word here? Touching? Yeah, okay. Educational? Those signs of a good doco? Could even say eye-opening. Ooh. I could even say it might make me look at trans people differently in future. All right, they're all good signs. Was this on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. You know what actually brought this to my attention? There was a contestant on Survivor who was trans named Zeke, and I saw he was promoting it on, I think it was Instagram that I saw it on. I thought, oh, okay, I'll check that out if I see it, and then the next day there it was. So, yeah, it's basically, it's mainly a string of interviews with trans people who talk about many of the issues they face, and it does... There is a large part of it that does focus on, you know, all the famous and not as famous appearances of trans people on TV and film and how perception has, you know, largely been that when you see a trans person, your reaction should be to make fun of them and, you know, be repulsed, etc., etc. And seeing these trans people talk about it and how much they struggled with it, you know, growing up and discovering themselves, it's really like you, you can't watch it and not feel for the people you're seeing on screen who've just had such a hard time in their lives. So, yeah, it was really, you know, if that sounds like something that would be, you know, interesting for you, I, I would recommend it. I give it three and a half stars. Nice, nice. Well, my number three, well, uh, I just recently watched Batman Begins in preparation for The Dark Knight coming up. and Pretty sure wife... you've seen that before, though, Hendo. No, but after that, my wife recommended a movie that I actually told her that I hadn't seen, so we quickly got it on, that has very similar themes. You got it on. Lucky, <laughs> lucky you. Very similar themes to the character of Batman and you know the masked crusader. And I'm talking, of course, about the mask of Zorro. You hadn't seen The Mask of Zorro? No, I hadn't. Are you serious? Yeah. How could you, if anyone, forget Sean Connery? What? Anthony Anthony Hopkins. What I was is close. the matter Anth- with you today? Is it Anthony Hopkins? Yes. It's been a while. God, I think I saw that at the cinemas as well. Mask of Zorro, such an incredibly fun and adventurous film. There are Catherine so many. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yep. Catherine Zeta-Jones is stunning in this film. And Antonio Banderas does his little sword waving and takes her clothes off. That's what you remember from this film? That's probably the biggest thing I remember from this film. There are so many well choreographed action set pieces in this film that are all practical. It is a gigantic 90s blockbuster film that, that was fantastic. I had such a good time watching this. It balances out its action, its comedy, and its drama really well and never makes the other three feel out of place at the same time. There's not really a ton of substance to it, but in the end, who cares? It's a, such a fun adventure film. I had a great time with it. Four stars for The Mask of Zorro. Wow. Imagine if you'd seen it when you were like 13. The 10-star banger, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Yep. What's your number two? My number two is Hannah. Hannah. Yes, I take it you liked it. Yeah, I did. Hannah is stars Shersha Ronan and Eric Banner. Also, Kate Blanchett. Uh... Basically, we sort of start the movie and you got Shersha in the woods living with Eric Banner and you're not really sure what's going on. I really, really like the opening to this film. 
uh, thought all like how how slowly we learn about you know Shersha Ronan's character Hannah and you know what her childhood has been and what she's been training to do. It's very there's a lot of impressive stuff here. The cinematography is great in this in the woods early going. I just I really like the story. Uh, I thought the action was very good, and I really like the score as well. It's got this really like interesting like urban almost techno score underscoring it, which was yeah very effective. Shersha Ronan's fantastic in this. She gives this really like great deer in the headlights sort of performance where she's experiencing the world that she's never seen before. It's really, really quite good. Uh, if I had to complain about something, the ending felt very sudden and wrapped up way too quickly for my liking. Plus, mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett was a little annoying in it, I must say. Uh, I'm going to go four stars. Ooh, damn. Four for the old Hannah. Yep. Righto. Right, well, my number two is the five blocks. Gentlemen, welcome back to Vietnam. Look what I found. Dirty man in all his gloves. Who was that guy? That brother was the best damn soldier that ever lived. We bury it. They don't, we come back and collect how have you not seen this yet, Dean? I, d- I don't know anything about it. Is it a documentary? How do you not know anything about this one? And if it was a documentary, you would know about it, wouldn't you? You've been searching out all these documentaries. This is the spy- the new Spike Lee joint about four African-American vets who battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and a gold fortune that he helped them hide. This is all over Netflix. This is the big Netflix film. Aren't you on Netflix all the time? Very rarely. <laughs> all right. This film was great. So good. There's all this talk about Delroy Lindo and how he's put in this fantastic performance. I agree. He is so good in this film. Very powerful performance. Put him in for best actor so far. It is solid. Spike Lee, again, showing some great directing chops. I was a big fan of Black Klansman and I really, really like Do the Right Thing. And he uses some really smart, different techniques of aspect ratios and different filters to... Sort of uh, explain the difference of the passage of time from the current time to the present day to back in the Vietnam War. It's a two and a half hour film, but it never feels that long. It breezed along so quickly. There is a very smart decision I think he uses where in the flashback scenes back in Vietnam, he actually has the four main actors play themselves as the younger version, but not with any de-aging technology or anything. It is just literally them back in the day of the Vietnam War. And I think it works perfect. It really conveys the, like, it's their memory. That's what they remember of this time. And it helps in not getting confused as to who was who with new actors or, you know, dodgy looking de-aging technology. Why take that risk when you can have the main characters, the main actors play their characters again back then? I guess if they're, the thing that drops it down is there's there is violence in this film, uh, but sometimes it gets a little too comedic in comparison to the tone of when that that comedy is. So it, it, I feel like it's a little mixed in its tone throughout the film, and it sort of was a bit jarring for me in certain points of the film. But there are some incredibly incredibly tense moments. There's a whole different section involving landmines throughout the film where you just don't know what's going to happen. And it, they set it up really early in the start of Can the movie. Can I make that, a prediction? What? They explode? A mine goes off. Mines go <laughs> and off. And they called it a mine. <laughs> a mine. Bang! <laughs> no, it is an incredibly tense movie. It is a fantastic performance from Delroy Lindo and the supporting cast around. 
Long movie that doesn't feel like it. Spike Lee is an, puts in another great effort here. Four stars for me. Okay, here's a couple of reviews for Five Bloods from Chris Beardsall. We needed a Spike Lee joint now more than ever. Delroy Lindo deserves all the accolades he will receive for his performance, and if he doesn't receive a nomination from the Academy, it will be a travesty. Absolutely loved it. Four and a half out of five. And another one here from Short and Sweet Film Reviews. Like most of his films, The Five Blood isn't comfortable or conventional. Spike Lee leaves you uneasy and vulnerable. His themes extend beyond our borders and closely within our own circles. It's harsh reality and blistering poetry on the never-ending battle against hate. All right, your number one. All right, my number one film is is yet another Shersha Ronan film. It is Atonement. Ooh. I haven't seen Atonement. Really? Yeah. Well, I actually owe you a movie to watch, so you need to watch Atonement. Okay. You need cool. to watch Atonement, okay? Awesome. It's it's really, really good. Uh, I say it's a Shersha Ronan film. It's almost uh, as much a Kira Knightley film or a James McAvoy film. There really are multiple leads in, in this film. It is it is a period piece, but that's that honestly doesn't hold it back at all. It looks beautiful. The score for this is like amazing. I think I think uh, again I haven't done any research. I think it did win an Oscar for uh, best score. If it didn't, it should have because you want to fact check that. Yes, it did win one Oscar this film, and it was for its score by Dario Marianelli. Nice. It was really good. They incorporate like the sound sounds in film into the score. It's it's something else. Honestly, it's very mm. original. Uh, it was also nominated for best picture that year. Also, Shersha Ronan was nominated. Well, there you go. Good Nominations for her. all around the board. Nominated watch for it. writing, for cinematography, for art direction. We're we breaking costume. it down, are we? Damn, this was this was really really uh, well nominated at least. Yeah, performances are great all round. Uh, there are like there are big shift changes in this film, but the more and more I think about it, I, th- I think I'm actually going to bump it up from what I first first uh, put it at. The ending's fantastic. It's very emotional. I'm going four and a half for Atonement. Nice. Yeah, I really really like this film. I can't believe it took me what 13 years to watch this because I remember I had this film. Or at least easy access to this film uh, many, many years ago. So You've overhyped it now, Dean. Uh, nah, you probably hate it no matter what, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, my number one film is Miller's Crossing. Ah, uh, yes. I saw your uh, strong rating on that. And yes. Yeah. Uh, Tom Reagan, an advisor to a Prohibition-era crime boss, tries to keep the peace between warring mobs, but gets caught in divided loyalties. And this is... Wow, I, I didn't expect this. I was blown away by this film. Brilliant direction by Joel Cohen. An incredibly smart story that's you know somewhat complicated, but still easy to follow. Gabriel Byrne is fantastic in this film. I've always underestimated him as an actor, but he really, really shines in this film. The authentic setting of you know the Prohibition 1930s era is fantastic. It feels incredibly authentic, and it's basically a character in its own right. I mean, if I'm, I, I can't really think of a negative with this film. Honestly, on a rewatch, I could I could bump this up to a five star. But for me, at the moment, it is four and a half. It is a fantastic Cohen's film. It is a fantastic film. I loved Miller's Crossing. Fantastic. And that's going to do it for this week. Once again, thank you very much to the Epic Film guys for having us on for the live stream for The Cure a couple of weeks ago. And the amazing achievement you guys ended up pulling with 15K for the Cancer Research Institute. Yeah, great effort. Well done again, guys. You are an inspiration. Now, next week, we are back with... A very big breakdown. We are going The Dark Knight. It's going to be 
It's going to be an epic one. I reckon I might watch it a couple of times this week. Yeah, I've seen it a heap, but I think I might watch it a couple of times too. Yeah. Just to really get those impersonations down, Pat. <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> wait for that. So thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the episode, and we will see you next week for The Dark Knight. Bye. Bye.